0: So when I'm not guest hosting for John Reed, I actually do have a real job as an employment lawyer and frequently, and not just as an employment lawyer, but just in in talking to people that I know, when you go and start a new job and they say to you as a condition of you starting this job, you have to promise and commit through a contract that you are going to not work for a competitor and how that's defined is always suspect potentially. You can't go work for a competitor for 18 months, two years, even if we fire you, even if we lay you off, you're prohibited from going and gaining employment somewhere else that might compete with this organization. And the question is, are those agreements legal? Do you have to agree to that in order to work there? And what are the rules? And actually, the FTC has just published 216 pages of new proposed regulations around non-competition agreements. So let's get an expert opinion on all of this from Patrice Holland who is a principal with Wood's Rogers Van Dievender Black. Good morning, Patrice. Good morning, Karen. Thank you so much. So talk about non-competition agreements. What how would you define a non-competition agreement? What what is a non-compete?
2: Well, a non-compete and you 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 gave some background to it, but essentially it's an agreement um, that an employer will have with a prospective employee an, you know somebody that they want to hire that may set forth some parameters in the event um, they are to leave employment so at times it can be you know you can 't go down the street and, and go down the street and compete against the employer after you have worked and benefited from all of the confidential information maybe it 's including you know, pricing, customer data in, in situations where there's like a hospital or something like that, patients. Um, so it, it, usually they are unique per, you know, the, the field, but per the employer. Um, I wouldn't say that they are blanket agreements. They should be curtailed based on the legitimate interests of that employer.
0: And you see employers trying to give non-competition agreements to independent contractors, to low-wage workers, to all sorts of people, not just executives who might you might really have a legitimate interest in protecting. So explain which of those agreements are legal currently and which aren't, including under the Virginia law that was passed in 2020 relating to non-competes.
2: Right, so, um, you know, there are, I'm licensed, just full disclosure, I'm licensed in Florida, Virginia, and DC. So I see a lot of different types of non-competes, and they certainly are state-specific as to the limitations on the language that you can include in those agreements. You're right about the Virginia law that was enacted in July of 2020. Um, It's a Virginia code section that talks about essentially prohibiting employers from entering into agreements with low-wage workers. And the statute defines what that is, but and who that is, but there's certainly workers who are averaging less weekly earnings um, than the average weekly wage in the Commonwealth. So employers cannot enter into those agreements um, effective uh, July 1 of 2020. And if they were to do so and violate that statute, it's a $10,000 violation penalty.
0: What um, What is the definition of the average weekly wages? How much is that?
2: Well, back in 2020, it's a it's a computation that you know um, the the figures adjusted annually. So in 2020, it was 1,137 per week, or approximately 59,000, like it was 59,120, something like that. Um, And I'm just going off my mind here. That was back in 2020, so that course can fluctuate and has adjusted slightly and does so. Um, and it's a calculation that they look at um, based on also the workers, the Virginia Workers Compensation Commission. So it's a whole lot of legalese, but essentially there's a there's a way to calculate that for employers, and you know we we definitely can assist with that. But you don't want and never want to do an, a non compete now in Virginia with somebody that is considered a low wage worker, somebody that's making that amount of one thousand one thirty seven um, per week. So. You, you know that's that's the rule there, hardline rule. So let's Different stop. State, let's stop there for one state. second.
0: So if somebody's making one thousand, so if you're an employer right now, and you have, I'm doing the math real quick. That's about that's fifty nine thousand. Yeah. So if yeah. you are a Virginia employer, you are prohibited by statute from entering into and compelling an employee to enter into a non compete after July one of twenty twenty, if that employee earns around fifty nine thousand dollars or less.
2: Right, and I'm am citing that figure because I know that's the figure that it was right. July one of 2020. But thereabouts, Karen, you're right, yes. And that's the low wage um, protection there for employees. Um, <clears throat> now that same thing is not being applied with this FTC's new. Uh, this is a blanket blanket prohibition on um, non on non compete agreements with this new proposal from the FTC. But Virginia has been doing this at least as to the low wage workers since. Um, July one of twenty twenty.
0: So talk about what is proposed from the FTC. It's two hundred and sixteen pages of proposals, which is always a delight to read. But yes, ma'am, <laughs> it
2: certainly is a doozy. So um, what is... there's a lot, a lot of information. Um, but just to kind of distill it down, essentially, and I'm I, I kind of thought about it like this: this is the bin method, right? So uh, B, they want to ban. The FTC wants to ban. Employers from um, having employees enter into non-compete agreements, so they want to ban it. So that's the B. The I, they want to invalidate any current non- or any existing non-compete agreements that an employer already has with an employee. And and then the last piece, which is the N. They want employers, if this passes as is, which I, I don't know, don't think it will as is, but certainly this is what they're proposing. They want an employer to actively provide notice to any employee to give them notice that they are, that the, the non-compete agreement that they had basically does not exist anymore. So you're no longer on, under a non-compete. And the rationale for that is there are a lot of employees that don't know what they signed. They, 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 they signed it. They, they have a duty, of course, to read what they're signing, but they don't read it or they just don't understand. And so they have this. Empl- they are asking for this affirmative duty to provide notice to all of your employees um, that you're no longer under a non-compete. And some employees may say, well, I never knew I was. So that's the rationale, uh, the FTC's rationale for including that notice provision. And it's got some time um, limitations that are there, you know, within a 40-day period, 45-day period. Um, But to me, that's kind of a nice way to distill it down, banning non-competes, future non-competes, invalidating current existing non-competes, and also providing that notice. But the one important thing, you know, there's some carve-outs and some exceptions that they may make. Um, You know, they are not going to, this should not affect the customer non-solicitation agreements. Employee, um, no hire provisions. So, all of those things are not right now contemplated within this new FTC role.
0: We're talking to Batiste Holland, who's a principal with Woods Rogers, Van Dievener, and Black. I'm Karen Michael, in for John Reed, and we're talking about non competition agreements. So, what is the process with the FTC? How long is that going to take until it's resolved, whether or not this goes into place? I know there's a notice period, a comment period. What is the anticipated results? Because once they publish something like this, they usually end up implementing something similar to this.
2: Yeah, you're right, Karen. There is a process, certainly. Um, so with this, there is a notice that goes out. This, all, this came out on, Jan- on January 5th. So the process is that they are encouraging um, and they're asking for comment. To this proposal. So they have, if you go on their website, they have links and all of, a, a lot of resources for people to comment. Comment if you disagree with a the proposal. Um, the, this, there's a dissenting statement that one of the commissioners came out with, which, you know, just to kind of make that quickly uh, available to y'all, the, the, the point that she's trying to make, is just because maybe you're not totally opposed to it, but the, F, the FTC has proposed, um, you know, some alternatives So there are ways to also comment on their alternative. So, for example, they may carve out an exception for executives, um, you know, high-level executives who have non-competes. Maybe you're in favor of keeping those in place. They want you to also give comment and feedback to that. The window of time is the comment period will end on uh, March 10th, March 10th. So that's a Friday. They're giving you up until that time to give comments, and after that, the FCC, of course, will review those comments, and then they will um, come back with their, uh, you know, their revised, um, their revised proposal, or their revised rule, um, and then at that time, then it will go into effect after they have come back and receive comments and propose their new change.
0: So until that takes effect or we have a resolution on that, there are people out there right now with these non-competition agreements. They want to go to another employer. They don't know if their agreement is valid, invalid, and they've signed this and they're they're afraid to they want to leave, but they they're handcuffed. They can't leave. What advice would you give to an employee? I know you represent employers mostly and give them advice to implement legal non-competition agreements, but so many don't implement legal ones. What should an employee be looking at in his or her current agreement to determine, is should I just take a risk? This is probably not valid as is. What are the kind of elements that they should be looking at in their current non-competition agreement to know whether they should just cut the ties, take the risk, go to their new employer, knowing that their agreement is not going to be enforceable?
2: Well, you're right. I don't represent employees. I typically don't get advice to employees. But in this instance, you know, with any type of non compete, and I've done a lot of litigation on non compete agreements, they have to be legit, they have to be reasonable. And they have to be, you know, Virginia law has upheld non competes for a long time. And you, you, but there's a really a balance there. They want to look at the reasonableness of it. Is it reasonable in time and scope? So if it's something that says five years, right? Um, you know that's probably not reasonable, very likely, and it is not reasonable. So, um, you know, if you wasn't take the chance, um, you certainly can. But your employer has the right to certainly enforce that, and and can do so. You've got to keep in mind this comment period and what could come out of this. I really don't think that this rule is going to stay as is. So, you know, if you're taking that if you're taking that chance, then you're doing so knowing that this ban is probably not going to be across the board. And even if it does go for future non-competes, it may not be retroactive. So your non-compete that you think may be invalidated, like the student loan situation, right? right? People think I don't have to pay my loans now. I'm going to stop making all my payments. And, and you don't know what's going to happen. So I, I think you want to make sure that it's in your best interest if you want to take that chance and run right now before everything happens. But I think the likelihood of this invalidating at least the existing non-competes is probably not likely because most of these agreements are about, you know, one year, two right. years at most. So um, if you've been work, if you just signed a non-compete agreement um, and you, you've, let's say you even had some type of education component, um, you know, the, this new FCC rule includes a functionality test. So maybe you're saying, well, I, they, my employer paid for me to go to school to get this position, I'm just going to take a chance and leave. You may have to pay the money back if the if that's you know even if the non compete is invalidated. Maybe that part that part of that agreement could be upheld. So there's there's a lot of chances you're taking, Um, but again, if your agreement's not one two years, then you know, then you may have a chance of being successful in the event there's litigation against your employer, but maybe not.
0: Right. It's Um, you are taking a chance. So if you're an employer out there trying to create legal non-competition agreements with your employees. Get with Patisse Holland, at who's a principal at Woods Rogers, then Devener Black, and we'll just stay tuned. See what the FTC does. It's always kind of an open question. Thank you so much, Patisse, for joining us.
1: No problem. Thanks, Karen.